0: On this episode, we're going to talk about how to leave your team. If you've been if you've been thinking about leaving your real estate team and going solo, this is the episode for you. We're bringing on Jeff West from Grants Pass, Oregon. He's an agent on my team, and he's somebody that I'm just so proud of watching him go from a a very high-producing buyer's agent on a team, but having never listed a house before, to then going solo, listing a bunch of homes. He's selling a bunch, but he's actually doubled his income since going solo. And the roadmap he's followed, I think, will be super helpful to a lot of you, and every single one of you can do it. Let's get into it.
1: The Massive Agent Podcast.
0: We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes.
1: I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It
0: takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You are weak. I've had better. Better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 222. 222 of the Massive Agent Podcast. I am your host, Dustin Brome. Super excited for this show because one of my good friends and one of my agents on our team that I am privileged enough to be partnered with, Jeff West, he's coming on the show to to share the goods. Okay. Jeff is, he's an icon agent at our brokerage two years in a row. Uh, What's super impressive about Jeff's story He came, so he spent most of his career as a buyer's agent on a team and he did very well, very well. He sold over 40 or 50 homes per year as a buyer's agent, but he had never listed a house before. And you're going to hear how he, he'd wanted to list homes, but you know, it just wasn't something he was able to do as a buyer's agent. So he ended up going solo and now he's listing a bunch of homes and and doing it very very well. He's become a great listing agent in a very short period of time and he is a top producer on our team and top producer at our brokerage and he's followed a playbook that's very very simple and he's going to share with you exactly what he does. It's uh and honestly, guys, it's this is not sexy stuff. He does he's a master of he's a master of implementing the boring stuff that just works it works. He gets a ton of referrals. He sells a bunch of homes and he's, he's making at least twice as much money now as he ever did as a buyer's agent. And I believe he said he's selling fewer homes now, but making well over twice as much incredible. So I wanted to have him on because, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of you guys have reached out on Instagram and TikTok, and, and said, Hey, I'm a, I'm an agent on a team. But I, you know, I've never listed a house before. I'm afraid to leave because, you know, if I get a listing, I won't know what to do. And I understand that if you don't have any support or any training or any uh, anyone to hold your hand and guide you through it, yeah, you're on your own. Like that—that's shitty. But it doesn't have to be that way. Jeff's gonna share his journey uh, from a buyer's buyer's agent only to a listing agent and buyer's agent, from team to solo, and. He's just crushed it. So it's going to be super helpful for a lot of you guys. If you are new to the show, welcome. My name is Dustin Brome, your host. I'm an agent in Salt Lake City, Utah, and I'm super passionate about helping agents become more profitable and have more fulfillment in their careers. That usually means selling more homes, but it also means building a business and thinking of yourself as an entrepreneur. Uh, But it doesn't always mean selling more homes. I mean, Jeff today is going to share with you how he's selling fewer homes, but making over twice as much money. That's ideal, right? So that's what I'm passionate about is, is just giving you as agents more perspective and, and more, more ideas about what other kinds of business structures are out there. There's so many agents in our industry that are just tunnel vision. They only know one way. They don't know of any other options. They think they're happy until they learn of how some other people are doing things. And they're like, wait a minute, I can actually work two to five hours a week and sell hundreds of homes a year. Sounds ridiculous, right? Well, my mentor Clayton does that, and he's training Jeff to do it. He's training, you know, some of our other agents to do it. It's out there. You just have to structure your business in the right way, in a very specific way. I'm all about showing you what those different ways are, and then you can decide what's best for you based on your needs, what you want your life to look like, what you want your business to look like. That's not for me to tell you. My job on this podcast is just to give you options. So, well you're really going to like this interview with Jeff. Uh, Before we get started, guys, as you heard in the intro, uh, or you should have, depends on when you hear this, but uh, we just did, we just announced something cool that I just kind of spur of the moment started thinking about late last week. If you follow me on Instagram, I talked about it on my stories and the overwhelming feedback I got was to do it. So special announcement. If you guys are just hearing this for the first time, we we have opened up the massive agent society for a short period of time to new members right it's been closed down to new members we have not had registration open for over 2 months and right now it is open okay it's uh, depending on when you listen to this it may be closed but um go to massiveagentsociety.com/beta and check it out and if that registration link works congratulations you can you can join our coaching program it's only open for a few days so when you hear this make sure you take action. If you've been following on Instagram and seeing, you know, some of the insights from our coaching group, you're going to want to take action. Um I'm super proud of it. The 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 new Massive Agent Society. Here's the here's why I completely redid it and why I'm so damn passionate about and so confident in the impact that it makes on agents. Okay. We've had agents join in a week or so later, they get listings from doing an Instagram reel when a week or two before they were scared to death of doing those. Okay. One of our agents, Michael, he was scared of doing video. He was so nervous all the time. He went through our seven day social media jumpstart, which is part of the society. And he did it to a T he did an Instagram reel and got a listing from it. This was like just the other day. We have agents that are getting 9 homes under contract in in the first 60 days of joining our group where before those deals didn't even exist. It's not just informational. It's also mindset reprogramming because if you don't believe that you can be a top producer, if you have limiting beliefs that are holding you back, then you never will be. If you if you don't see yourself as somebody that can sell 10 homes a month, you're not going to sell 10 homes a month. Right? You may want to, but then if inside in your brain you've programmed yourself over, over the last number of years that you're good selling one or two homes a month and that's really all you can handle, well, you're not going to ever grow. So we need to go in and reprogram. okay? And so we're going to teach you how to do that. There are specific exercises, specific, specific steps that you can follow to reprogram your mind. The same way that you programmed the way you are today, we can reprogram it to the way you want to be which means that you'll then start getting the results that you want instead of the results you're getting. It's not just about information. It's not just tactics. It's not just marketing stuff, all right? It's not just lead generation. We focus on, we focus on media, mindset, marketing, and mastery. We cover how to run the numbers as a business person, how to set up your business. We talk about taxes. We talk about video. We talk about uh, TikTok. We talk about everything. All right, I believe this is the most powerful coaching platform for real estate agents as far as the impact it makes in their business and their life in a very short period of time. We talk about health, we talk about boosting energy, we talk about how that's connected to your results as an agent. It's all connected, guys. The Massive Agent Society is where you're gonna learn all this. And for a limited time, registration is open. Hopefully, when you're hearing this, it still is. So go grab one of the one of the spots before we close up slash beta and depending on when you're listening to this if you're listening to it a month or two after after this publishes massiveagentsociety.com will give you a ton of information as well we're just rebuilding the website um, I'll be totally open here The reason why um, we're we just randomly or what seems like randomly are opening registration is we hired a web designer that should have had the website done a month or two ago. Okay, we're, the website we have for the society doesn't reflect what it is today. We have one landing page that kind of describes what it's about today in a very minimal way. And that's the the society.com, slash beta page that I'm sending you to. But I just got sick of waiting. I'm sick of getting messages from you guys saying, uh, when are you gonna open this? I thought you said you'd open it already. It, We just got sick of waiting, so it's not perfect. The website's not totally done. We don't have marketing funnels. It's not the launch that I hoped for. We'll call it a soft launch, but for you guys that are serious and want to invest in yourself and make a commitment to yourself and get the blueprint, get the action plan, get the tools to really start getting the results you want, take advantage right now. And it will never be cheaper than it is today. Price will go up. Go take advantage now. All right, guys, let's jump into it right now with Jeff West from the West Group in Grants Pass, Oregon, an absolutely killer solo agent, uh, a recovered buyer's agent from a team. Let's get into it. What's up, guys? I'm here with Jeff West from Grants Pass, Oregon. Jeff, my good friend, welcome to the Massive Agent Podcast. How's it going?
1: Thanks for having me, man. I'm super excited to be here and excited to tell my story.
0: Absolutely. Well, it's a hell of a story, man. Mm -hmm. Like um, I've known you for for a little while, just through social media, and then you know we've we've linked up and partnered really. You know, when you joined our team a year or two ago, a couple of years ago now, and and it's, it's just been so cool to watch your transition. And you know, people are tuning in to listen to this because they want to know how they can escape their team and go solo and you know fly the coop, so to speak, or fly the nest, whatever the hell, or both. And and you've done it in a in a pretty big way, and it and so it's super cool. Um, before we get into you know leaving a team you started as a buyer's agent on a team for many years and did fairly well and then went solo you ne- you'd never listed a house before you know when you went solo when you joined our team and now you list a bunch of homes and you know you you crush it so uh i, I want to hear all about that but first like you've been in how long you've been in real estate
1: so it's been nine years going on ten years next year
0: okay Nine years, and and you're in the Grants Pass, Oregon area. Um, get, bring us up to speed, man. Like, you know how how was it on the team? What were your responsibilities and duties? You know, like I, I want I want some good background information so that um it's relatable because there's so many agents that are on teams that want, they're like, okay, I want to go solo, but how and can I? And I think your story is perfect to to help them.
1: Yeah. So basically, when I started at uh working as a realtor. Uh, I was a barista for 10 years leading up to that. So I didn't know anything about real estate except for that I'd bought a house uh, once. <laughs> so, uh, you know, things had changed and wanted to do something different. So I was able to step into real estate without really having any idea what I was going to do. And, and the crazy thing is I was supposed to be mentored by uh, two brothers. They were a team. Uh, well, one of the brothers passed away unexpectedly, like the week before I started. So jeez walked into just chaos, had my briefcase, you know, ready to go and, you know, trying to look all official. And
0: you had an actual briefcase.
1: Uh, well, I mean, I had like, you know, the, the, (laughs) the laptop.
0: uh, Okay. Okay. I was going to say, man, you were set.
1: Give me, give me some credit here. So, (laughs) um, so anyway, I, uh, I walked into this just shit storm and, uh, sat down with, you know, one of the teammates and he said, uh, team lead said, Hey, uh, this whole mentor thing. I'm going to do my best, but you're kind of on your own. So mm-hmm. that was actually a huge blessing in disguise for me because uh, that's how I learned the best, right? Um, if you can be handheld the whole way through, but not really have the experience that you need, not be able to stumble and fall and then learn from those things. So my entire existence was, I was a buyer's agent. That's what my role was. And um, it didn't take me long to really go and, you know, fall into a groove and understand what it took to um, find success and there was definitely some bumps and bruises you know if I were to look back 10 years ago and listen to myself or watch myself I would probably cringe and, and laugh and be like man who is this who is this kid um, but anyway uh, I was really fortunate to really just fall into a groove and understand that at the end of the day this whole this whole job is just a service industry, right? So if I could just put others before myself, um, I'd have a chance. So I just really listened to the people around me a lot, um, asked a lot of questions, and um, was able to just understand how how to help people reach their goals. And it was a really good transition from working at this coffee company for 10 years, because it taught me that I had to be a chameleon, that I had to be able to adapt to every situation. Um, so, you know, with coffee, one person might win the lottery another person's parents might pass away and then transferring into real estate. It was really easy to, uh, transfer that same thought process and just understand that at the foundation, it's serving people and helping them reach their goal.
0: Dude, that's a great point. Uh, real estate is not sales, you know? Yes, we sell homes, but it, we're, we're providing a service, you know, like we don't have to Really convince people and sell them like, hey, you should buy a house, and here's why. And they're like, okay, let's do it. Sure, sometimes like, yeah, if your marketing is on point, it gets people off the fence, but they want to do it. You're just helping them navigate the process. So great point. Uh, so as you as you were, you know, moving through uh, through the years selling homes as a buyer's agent, did you? did you have listings come up? Like I know different, um, different teams have different rules for this, but like, did you just pass the listings on to your team? Did you, did you want to do listings? Like, you know, what did that look like? How did you get to the point where you're like, I need to go solo?
1: <clears throat> yeah. So I think, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a long road to get to that point, but really after my first year of, you know, I closed 24 transactions my first year and that really helped me understand that. Okay. Well, I can't. If I can close twenty four transactions on the buyer side, what if I was working with sellers as well? How many more transactions could I close, and how many more people could I help? And during that time, to your point, uh, if I had a if I had a seller, I would um, send them to my 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 listing agent on my team, who was our lead, and uh, you know he was the, he was the listing agent pro. I was the buyers. I was the buyer agent pro. He was listing agent pro. So um, the the thing that really came to my attention quick was that. Um a lot of my team lead he's he's an older demographic, you know, and so he's gonna appeal
0: to a different. He's an old guy is what you're saying.
1: He's an old guy, <clears throat>
0: yeah uh, like older so demographic
1: my of influence were my age, right? <laughs> they were people that were looking for their first time homes. There were people that maybe had bought their first home transferring into their second home. And yeah. so when I had to tra- when I had to refer my friends or my contacts that I knew to him, I lost out on a lot of listings and our team lost out on listings because I didn't connect with him and, Mm. uh, and not to his fault. It was just, there was a, there was a um, disconnect there.
0: Yeah. He's an old guy. You got, you're, you're a young guy.
1: hundred percent. So with that being said, uh, that was after I lost three or four listings who were friends of mine and they said, Hey Jeff, look like we want to work with you. You know, like you're our friend. Mm. We don't, we don't know this person. Um, that happened pretty quickly um, into, my, into my career, and so I was always asking, always wanting to learn, always listening, because the opportunity to do listings um, just wasn't there. So I was just always wanted to be a part of every conversation, uh, see every interaction, go on listing appointments as much as I could, just so that I could learn as much as possible, knowing that eventually I would be a listing agent.
0: Mm. So so you did have that desire at, at one point, you would, you would just uh, didn't really see the path towards it? Is that fair?
1: I didn't know that I had the desire until I lost out on potential business. And then that mm-hmm. showed me that like, well, if I lost out on five this year, what's it going to be in five years or six years? Uh, so I just knew that there was a moment that I had to, I guess, change my my thought process, my mindset moving forward.
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, no, that, that makes a lot of sense, man. Like it, and it's, did you feel like you let your friends down, you know, when you, when you, you brought them into your team and then they decided that they've got to go somewhere else? Like, you know, how how do you feel about that? Like, I imagine you, are probably all sorts of emotions.
1: Dude, I, I, yeah, I absolutely feel like I let them down and, and it, it hurt even more seeing them go with, you know, my competition, if you will. Uh, right. Uh, Because I know the I knew the kind of service that I provided, and so to see them go with somebody else, um, yeah, it was a bummer. Because you wanted you want to help the people that you know, you want to help your friends and family. Those are your to me. Those are my favorite people to work with because you have that relationship already, and it's fun and exciting. And um, yeah, anyway, to see them have that 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 experience with somebody else
0: was, yeah,
1: it was a bummer for sure.
0: For sure. So but super motivating,
1: but I was going to say, but super motivating that, that like lit the fire under my ass to get me to the point where, like I said, I was listening, I was eavesdropping. I was asking all these questions. I was talking to these, um, you know, I was in an office full of really successful in their own right agents who had been in the business for 30 plus years. And so I was in their offices all the time, asking questions, just listening and, um, kind of without knowing it, preparing myself to make that leap of faith to leave the nest, so to speak, um, you know, years later.
0: So, okay. So you, you knew where you were going and you, you just decided to make the most of, of where you were currently at and learn as much as possible and watch what they were doing. Is that, is is that kind of it? You're just kind of taking mental notes, preparing for one day listing your own homes?
1: I mean, yeah, basically. I mean, I was just trying to get, get as, um, involved as possible in every opportunity that I could so that, um, you know, one day, cause the goal was, you know, maybe there would be an opportunity for me to move up in this team. Um, and then once that became apparent that that wasn't an opportunity anymore, um, I just had to make a total mind shift and, uh, we got to where we are now.
0: So let's, let's talk some numbers here, because this is important. You know, if we're in business to sell homes to make money and provide for your family and build a future. Like, yes, you're helping people. And thank God that we have a profession where the only way to make a bunch of money is to help a bunch of people. So those, those two go hand in hand, but let's talk about money. Like when you were with your team, what were the splits like?
1: So I had a 65% split, uh, your way or theirs. My way. So I got 65%. Okay. Um, <clears throat> that was but that took about two years to good. get to that that took yeah. about two years to get to that point because of initially it was a fifty sixty split. And then, after I started producing the way that I was, you know, I had to sit down and had a conversation and explained, um you know, hey, i I think I've earned an opportunity to you know, get a raise, so to speak. Um, right. so they upped it to sixty five percent, which was good. I mean, I wasn't upset about that, but you don't know what you don't know, right? right. So. It turns out that actually there are much a bit, much better opportunity out there uh, to make a better split, um, but for the time being it worked. For the time being, I just did my job. I kept my head down. I worked hard. Um, I helped as many people as I could reach their real estate goals, and um, you know, I it was great. I had no complaints. But then once I got to you know farther down the road and really just. I don't know what it was inside of me, but something just something just changed where I was like, I deserve better than this for, for my, not just for myself, but for my family and for my future. And mm. if I want to reach the goals that I've set, there's no way that I can be a buyer's agent my entire career. There's no way that I can live off of 65% my entire career. So I had to figure out a way to maneuver and get to where I need to be. And what's interesting is, um i mean it sounds super cliche but if just to kind of tell the story of where i made this like transition is um i went on a run one day and i was listening to this podcast and in the podcast they had asked where do you want to be in the next five to ten years and i started thinking about that while i was running you know because i was at that point this was like year i don't know probably year six and a half year seven where i was really leaning towards wanting to make a change Mm -hmm. but didn't know how exactly and uh, anyway so But all of a sudden I changed that and I just started thinking, well, where, where do I not want to be in the next five to 10 years? What don't I want to see happen? And I, it was just like, I don't want to be a buyer's agent for this team in the next five years because I'll never be able to reach the goals that I want to reach and the capacity that I know I can. So I got home, I was all jacked up, talked to my wife and I just said, Hey, where do you want to be in the next five? Well, where don't you want to be in the next five to 10 years? And she's like, I don't know. And I was like, well, I know where I don't want to be. And I just, you know, kind of barfed it all out and The rest was kind of history on that.
0: I I want to talk a little bit more about that. I mean, that's, I believe that that happens or should be happening with most agents, but a lot of agents just shut it down and, and they just settle because it's safe and secure and it's what they have and it's what they're used to, but they all have this desire for more. And you you leaned into that, which I think is super cool. Um, I'm curious. This point where you were having this discussion was this before or after I approached you about what it would look like to to partner together? Like, had you already kind of had this floating around in your head prior to that?
1: I had it floating around prior to that, and I had been bouncing it around. But like you say, you know, I think I had my jersey on too tight, and mm, uh, yeah, I wasn't able to see. I wasn't able to see the big picture. Uh, when you and I had had, had, had a conversation, it just kind of was like, okay, well, hmm, that's interesting. I've been thinking about making a change. Here's someone that uh, has an opportunity and presented this opportunity to me. It m- makes sense. Maybe I'll think more about that. You know, I kind of talked to my wife about it a little bit and was kind of bouncing around. And, okay, I don't know. It sounds cool, but not really sure about it. Cause I, it's interesting. I feel like if you hmm. don't know about, like a, a lot about eXp, you just kind of like... Sweeping under the rug, almost. I don't know. It's just kind of like something that you don't really take serious. At least it's a that's paradigm how I, shift, right?
0: Like it, it was just there's so much different about where you were that um, it's it's a lot. Like I remember what that was like when when I changed. You know, it was just a completely different yeah, I think, concept.
1: <laughs> I think that might be what it was. It just was so different that it was hard to like grasp that there was a different opportunity. You know, right? Um, so anyway, yeah. So I. So you had approached me, that kind of lit the fire under me. And as time went on, I just couldn't like stop thinking about, okay, like what else is there out there for me? What else can I be doing? And, um, when I had talked to my wife, you know, she, I was, my next question after asking her where she wanted to be in the next five to 10 years was, well, do you want to be a part of what I do? And, mm-hmm. uh, if you don't, that's okay, but it would be awesome if you did. And she's like, yeah, this is a no brainer. Like, why, why haven't we done this sooner? So it was like, she had been thinking about it too, but we just hadn't really like come together on like where our thoughts were necessarily. So once we had that conversation, it was like, yeah, we're doing this. Like this makes sense for where we want to go.
0: Jeff, is it fair to say that like the desire was there, but you just didn't really see the path? Like you, you just didn't really see like, you're like, okay, I'm not stoked about this, but, but then what? Like, what should I do? And is it fair that maybe you just didn't really see what uh, what the better path would be?
1: I didn't know. I didn't know how to bridge the two. You know, I didn't know how mm. to get from point A to where I was to point B. I didn't know, like, I didn't understand wh- what kind of resources I lean into. I didn't know what, um, I guess, what path to take, if you will, to get to where I wanted to go. And so that was kind of like a huge mental block for me. It was like, oh, I want all these things, but I don't really know how to get there. So I'm just going to continue doing what I do. Uh, so it just took that. Yes. It just took that leap of faith to say, well, I don't really know how to get there, but I'll figure it out when I do. And, uh, and then, you know, now two years later, here we are.
0: <laughs> here we, here we are. And, and that's it. And that's the podcast. We're just going to end it there. That's <laughs> no, it. We're done. No, there, there's a whole bunch. That's it. There's, there's a, lot, a there's ton a of, there's a ton and we're going to, we're going to, We're going to start there right now because it's so important. So right before um, or as you were deciding to leave your team and, you know, come join us and which was a paradigm shift, like a very different business model, different opportunity, you know, one required um, like the safety net was removed from you as a buyer's agent and your team. Like what else was going on in your head that you're like, wait, this is just going to be so different and. You know, what are some of those things that, that were kind of holding you back or at least gave you pause?
1: Uh, it was scary as shit, man. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> here I am uh, uprooting myself from something that I've known for my whole career, the people, the systems, you know, all the things um, to just pick up and say, well, we're doing something completely different. And I, I, I understand it, but I don't really know how to. I don't really know how to start. I didn't know how to start over, but, but that was a good reminder that I think you had told me was you're not, you're not reinventing the wheel. You know what you're doing. You're literally just providing yourself a, a, I think you said a better path or a clearer path to where you want to go. And like, once I started thinking about that, I'm like, oh yeah, all all I'm doing is I'm continuing to sell real estate and help people reach their real estate goals. Other than that, Sure, my brokerage is changing and some other things, but um I'm still doing what I'm still helping people buy and sell homes.
0: Right. Right. And and you've been doing that at a high level at your team. I mean, um the year before you left, weren't you doing forty, fifty sales or something?
1: Yeah, the I closed the when before I left I closed forty five transactions. Um and I I had never closed less than well, my first year twenty four. So it was all I was always on an uphill uh trajectory, if you will, which was which is a good place to be. I was super thankful for that.
0: It is. It is. Um, man, I, this is where the story gets so cool. And I, I'm gonna, I have to pretend that I don't know it and and ask questions so that everyone else can get to know the story. It's it's so freaking cool what you've done, man. But um, you know, I know I remember some of your objections were, well, wait, my office is gonna go away. Like, where do I work from? You know, where do I meet clients? <laughs> yeah.
1: Um,
0: oh, I have to list homes now. Like. You know, talk about some of those things, like those differences where things that are different from different now than in the comfort of your, your team as a buyer's agent.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. So the idea of having a team is like such bullshit. I mean, not, not team, having an office is such, (laughs) uh, having a team is great. No, having an office is such bullshit because, uh, you're like, I think you're kind of like like born into like thinking if you're not in the office, you're not doing business. At least that's how my team was. And um, and that's fine. Like that was their mindset. But
0: that is for bullshit. me as a,
1: as a buyer's agent, as trying to create business and help people, being in the office was the worst place for me to be. So uh, when I was in the office, that's when you're making money, right? So what I found out real quick was like, oh, not only – do I get to get a better split moving somewhere else, but I don't want to pay $500 a month on office space that I don't even like to be in anyway. I'm only here because I feel like I have to be. Um, and Hey, who, who would know that you're, you know, way busier when you're out and about talking with people, running into people, having conversations with people and real estate pops up or whatever kind of conversations come up allow you to network. So that was, that was one thing for me that was a, a big shift was like, oh, this is great. I'm saving $500 a month right out of the gate. It's like, I don't even want to be in the office anyway. So that's a huge win. Um, And to be able to meet people at a coffee shop. I mean, if COVID taught us one thing, right? It's that you can do business anywhere. Um, And so that was one thing that was really helpful for me. Jumping ship in 2020, which was a really scary, crazy shit show of a time. Uh, and just say, you know what, F it, everything else is jacked up. I'm just going to, now's the perfect time. Let's just do it.
0: Right. Uh, and, and you did. Like it, It's so cool. Okay. So once you wrapped your head around this decision and, and yeah. you, you, you had decided one foot's out the door, you're leaving your team, you're going solo, you're, you're partnering with us, you know, switching brokerages, all that. Um, what, what are, what are some of the things that you first started to do and, and how did your thought process change?
1: So this is really cool. So, um, what I did is I literally pretended and acted like I was a brand new agent Hmm. because I knew that there was probably a lot of things that I was doing maybe incorrectly because remember I was never trained when I first started. I mean, I, I was loosely, um, but I never had like a business coach. I never had someone there to like mentor me necessarily. So when I came into changing brokerages, I literally acted as if I was a new agent. So I wanted to learn everything that I may have already knew, but acted like I was like from the very beginning. So that was really helpful because it helped me uh, double down and just reaffirm the things that I knew, but learn a shit ton of more things like listings right so that was one thing i remember my first listing appointment i got a call from a gal who was a buyer of mine like six years before i made the jump nice she called me and was like hey i heard that you made a change and i was like yeah i did i was actually just getting ready to i'm in the middle of kind of letting all my people know and i'm really excited about it and uh She's like, well, I loved working with you. You helped us and my family. Uh, Hey, I got a great opportunity to move to Eastern Oregon, and uh, you're my guy. Like, I've just been waiting for the opportunity to call you and let you know that you're going to list my house. And I'm like, great. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm going to (laughs) figure it out. And uh, she's like, I don't care. She's like, I just love you, and I I know that um, you're going to do a great job. And I'm I'm you know whatever you need to do, I'm here with you. And I was like. So I took this, you know, okay, here we go. So I remember telling my wife, hey, we just got our first listing. And, uh, you know, went over there and I just asked the questions, went through the process and made some mistakes along the way. I remember I, like, misspelled, like, a few words and like, the marketing remarks and stuff. I was just, like, (laughs) excited to do it and, um, and, hey, got it sold, you know, and over asking price. So um, it was just a really cool really cool way to go in on my own and like right out of the gates, have some success on the listing side. And it was exciting because like I said, I had the mindset that I was a new agent. So it was like, everything was really new and exciting and fun.
0: So I respect that so much. I mean, I swear most agents, the average agent, the longer you're in the business, the more not egotistical, but the more, um, narcissistic you become at least internally with, with, uh, I know what I'm doing, right? And and you you were humble enough to uh, to say, you know what, like there's a lot that I don't know, so let's find out what I don't know. Um, that's pretty cool. Oh. So I applaud you for that because I don't think you would have had this the success if you were just like I'm Jeff West, I sell you know, blah. and it, you, I don't know. It, I think you'd have a different career. So that probably helped you a lot. But um, with listings with with that first listing and beyond what was, what did you struggle with the most listing homes? And then, then I'll ask what was much easier than you thought it was going to be with listings.
1: Um, is, is paperwork a correct answer? <laughs>
0: yeah, always.
1: Um, I think, I think what I realized really quick is that listing homes is more front-loaded And so, you know, you do all the work up front. You ask the questions, you fill out the paperwork, you enter all the information. You you know, you do all this like monotonous stuff where for me as a buyer's agent, I I know some people shit on being buyer's agents. I love being, I love working with buyers. I mean, it's really, it's fun and exciting for me to get in the car, show people homes, get to know them, understand what they need. And then I'm really competitive. So it's like, okay, I have all the information I need. Now it's on. Now I'm going to help you find that house that you want. So on the listing side, it was a little different because um, it doesn't get competitive, from, at least in my mindset, it doesn't get competitive until you get the offers. And so it was, um, it was just a little different. It was a little bit different of a, I don't know if mindset is the right word, but just the, the trajectory, the systems um, are different, you know? And so that was a little bit of a transition for me to understand.
0: Very different workflow: buyers agent versus listing agent. Very different responsibilities and workflow. And you know, like you, I think you you put it perfectly that being a listing agent, most of the work's done up front, Mm -hmm. right? Like you build that foundation, you put it on the market, and then obviously you've got to still you know work that. But once an offer is accepted, you just kind of wait for the buyer to close, you know, right? Uh, Which is cool. So, uh, what was what did you think was going to be difficult? about listings that wasn't?
1: <clears throat> I think it was, I think building those relationships with people and helping them be confident in my ability because I didn't know how to do listings. <clears throat> so I wanted them to take me seriously as a professional, not just as um, someone who was just a buyer's agency. You're really good with buyers, but you don't really know anything about listings. So I think for me, that was the, the, the hardest thing for me to um, to kind of get over. And I think it was more of just the uh, imposter syndrome a little bit where it's like, ah, I don't know. I don't deserve to be listing this house. Like I don't deserve to be working with you. Um, so once I got over that and once I got a few listings under my belt and built that confidence, um, you know, now we have a pretty good system in place and I feel good. I go and I shake hands and kiss the babies and, uh, <laughs> you know, build the relationships with these people and build the trust and, just kind of get it done.
0: That's awesome. And I I think I used the wrong word there. What what I meant to ask, although I'm glad you mentioned all that because that's excellent. But what did you think was going to be hard that was actually easy? Oh, um,
1: well, I think was there anything
0: that you were, you were like terrified of or intimidated by. And then you're like, Oh, that's nothing.
1: No, not really. I, I think because I had like a good foundation of like, Because I just look at everything, we're just people, right? So like if I can just have a conversation with the people that I'm in front of, I think I have as good a chance as anybody else to get a listing. I think that was maybe, how about this? I think my fear to answer that would be, I was worried that I was going to go compete for listings and not get them and then not understand um, what I needed to fix to get those listings. And so on that note, one thing that I do with every single listing that I go on with a seller is I'll always send them a text and or a, a video text and thank them for the opportunity for the appointment. And if I get it, let them know, ask them, hey, you know, I know that I had some other competition. I'd love from some feedback to understand what it was that I did that set myself apart. And I also do that the other way too, if I don't get the listing and I don't always get a response, but I want the negative feedback too. I want to know, hey, I know that I was up against some other competition. What was it? that made you choose somebody else over me because I don't know what I don't know and I I'm, I'm always trying to get better.
0: Smart. Smart. So, as you before before we get into like the results you're having now and how you're doing that, you know, as you made this transition, um, you know, speak speak a little bit to, you know, the resources that you had available, you know, the people, the systems, the like, you know, what what about our team, our group, you know, where you came to, um, how did that factor into the results you're having today? Because, you know, not everybody that just goes solo has support, mentorship, systems, training, right? Um, When I went solo, I was like, oh shit, now what? Like, I didn't have anything. So speak to, to that part. Yeah,
1: so thankfully when I made the transition, with, uh, eXp and and the group I'm with now, you guys, um, I had a really good foundation of like building my business by referral. So I think almost 90% of my business is from referral. And I give a ton of credit of that to the team I was on because they didn't pay for any marketing, nothing like that. They literally just spent all their money on pouring back into their past clients. Nice. And so that's something that I took with me, uh, and really believe heavily in, in doing that. Um I don't spend a lot of money on marketing, I don't spend a lot of money on the shiny objects. I take most of my money that I would put into that and put it back into my clients and it's it's paid dividends. So on top, so if that's my foundation to build, you know, the walls up if you will of my house working with you guys has been super helpful because the resources are I mean they're they're priceless. Uh the experience that you have versus the experience that somebody else on our team has um, just to be able to collaborate all of that into one and know that if I need help with, um, if I need help with podcasting, you're my guy. If I need help with YouTube, well, there's someone on our team that is a pro at YouTube um, with YouTube videos. Um, so I think that that's been just such an invaluable switch and, and to be able to be a part of, of the group that we are um, has, has, just been a great way to help grow my business on top of what I already had.
0: So you, you left a team which is a support structure, right? And and it's kind of like a a business family, right? Um, do you feel like you lost that or did you just gain a different version of that?
1: I think I gained a different version of that. Uh, because even though most of us, uh, the majority of us are all connected via zoom, you know, these days. Um, I can't, I mean, you and I, we've I mean, we originally met like six years ago through the Snapchat group on Facebook. Right. We built a relationship <laughs> yep. through that. We never met in person until like six years later. So, um, I just think it's a, I just think it's a, a different type of, uh, I don't know, business group, if you will, of professionals. And we can still do just as much business at a high level
0: this way totally if that answers your question it it does like i i'm trying to educate other agents out there that just don't know what they don't know that they they're so used to their team and they think Mm -hmm. that to go solo they just cut that off team's gone all on your own and a lot of agents go that route but there are business models and teams out there that give you full independence like jeff you are your own freaking agent building your own business your own brand I'm never going to tell you what to do, but I'll sure as hell be there to support you if you have a question or if you're, if you're like, Hey, how do I build this? How do I, if I want to build a a sales team, how do I do that? And then, so we bring in Clayton and you follow his blueprint, right? Right. So there are these other options out there than just rather than just cutting off the team and being completely on your own.
1: So I get what you're saying. Well, I think if just to chime in, uh, I think the the biggest thing has been it's really important to look at what you're getting for your like if you have a split you need to make sure you're getting value for that split you know you need to make sure you're getting value for the money that you're giving away and I always convinced myself it was just the cost of doing business just the cost of doing business this is just what it mm. takes well it may be the cost of doing business but it doesn't have to be all your money out of your pocket every month you know it doesn't have to be so and if it is more money out of your pocket you better damn sure make sure you're getting the value reciprocated for the money that you're giving. And I think that is one thing that I would say to answer your question loosely is like, you need to make sure you're getting in return what you're giving these, this team that you're on. Because what happened with me is I just, I feel like I outgrew my team and I got to a point where the amount of money I was giving them was not being reciprocated because I was already bringing in like 85, 90% of my own business. So why the hell would I be giving my money away to somebody that isn't giving me anything in return. So to the agents out there that are on a team and maybe on the fence or thinking about making a change, that's what I would do. I would just really write down literally all your options on paper, because I don't care what people say, we're in business to make money, and figure out what you're putting in your pocket and what you're giving away, and look at some different options, and make sure that it makes sense, and make sure you're getting the value for the money that you're giving these, these people.
0: Absolutely, it, m- dude. So few agents have ever done that. Like, you know, I talk to a lot of agents. i I could probably count on one hand, maybe two hands, how many agents have actually figured out how much it costs them to be where they're at, how much they're actually paying, what they're getting in return. Um, they just, you know, the comfort. You know, it's that comfort thing, which I I understand that kept me at my previous place too. Um, but once. Once I really was confronted with uh, what I was missing out on, it just became overwhelmingly obvious that I needed to go somewhere. I didn't know where and and look, we're not here to tell you where to go. We're just saying like there are other options out there, of course
1: well, and it's interesting too, in these conversations I've had with other agents, you know uh, it's just so funny that the things or I call them anchors, that keep you from getting to where you want to go. And I'm like, okay, well, why are you at this brokerage? Oh, I just really love the people there. Okay, mm. well, are they paying your bills? Are they make? Are they getting you business? Well, no, but it's just like they're really – I just feel good going there. Okay, great. Oh, I really love the principal broker. Okay, well, you know, I my last brokerage, I love the principal broker too. He was great. But he's not paying my bills. He's not giving me business. He's not, you know, doing all the things that you need to continue to grow – in this profession. So why would, why the hell would those things be the reason to keep you somewhere? Like it just, it just doesn't make sense to me. And and I didn't, I was that person at one point. I was guilty of that, but I got to a point where I realized those things don't mean anything and they aren't helping me get to where I want to go. So I got to ditch that anchor and keep on going.
0: That's a great way to put it, man. They are anchors. I had those anchors that that kept me from making a move for a year, which I regret, but you know, it, it is what it is. Like, so you made this move, you you switched to a solo agent, but you joined a team of independents. Okay. I like that. A team of independence. There we go. And and you, you have this support system, but what what have you been doing to become an icon agent at EXP for two straight years? Um, you know, like you are one of the top producers of the company now. And, and just two years ago, you had never even listed a house. What are some of the things you're doing to get this business and to continue growing?
1: Well, I think I already mentioned pouring back into my clients is to me, the, the biggest, um, the biggest differentiator in, in my growth, um, the catalyst, if you will, uh, pouring into those people.
0: What are some of the ways you do that?
1: Yeah. So uh, we do client appreciation parties, which is like super cliche, I know, but it's fun and people enjoy going to those. Um, But really, the biggest thing for me is uh, I kind of do some, I do kind of do things outside the box a little bit. So I use like social media as my sphere of influence, an extension of my sphere of influence. And what I mean by that is every day I'm always looking for a reason to connect with somebody through social media. And you know, Dustin, you might post on Facebook that uh, your daughter's birthday is on Saturday. Well, that's an opportunity for me that I would have never known about unless I saw that on, was actually actively, like intentionally spending time. Now I can send you a note card or give you a call or send something actually like valuable to your daughter and say, hey, hope she has a great birthday. Just thinking about you, like blah, blah, blah. Anniversaries, birthday, whatever it is. So that's been a huge way, that um, a really valuable way that I've been able to continue growing my business just by looking for different ways to reach out and connect with people. Writing personal notes is huge. Um, there was a period of time where we'd go out to like Saturday markets or something on the weekend and if I wasn't with my wife or maybe I was, you'd run into and say, hey, thank you so much for that. No, that really meant a lot. Like, you know, for, I, no one else sent me anything for my birthday or I got that job promotion. It really meant a lot that you um, sent me a gift card to the local restaurant, whatever it is. On top of that, you've said it in some of our meetings, I'm like the pro at doing the boring mundane things that other people won't do. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, as of the first of the year I've been, I just decided I'm gonna start door knocking. I'm gonna start going around door knocking, handing out flyers, um, introducing myself personally to the people in these neighborhoods that I wanna do business in. Uh, And that's, you know, it's actually been pretty successful. so I'm really thankful and excited about that. Uh, what else have I been doing? The other thing is um, I think it's really important to, to make a point to just keep people top of mind. So um, my wife, you know, she's been doing this too where after every single – I mean, I know lots of people do closing gifts, but I don't usually do a closing gift like the day that we close. But usually about six months later, we'll send – we have this company that we use that sends these like really nice flowers. Hey, just want to spruce up your home. Hope you're enjoying it as much as you were when you first bought it. Um, Can't wait to come by and see what you've done with the place, that kind of thing. So I think it's just – for me, it's just keeping in touch and keeping top of mind with these people.
0: That's great. I mean you really do the boring shit that isn't sexy but it works and it has worked for decades and it will work for decades because it's still a people business. It's a people business. We are serving people, and if you're not connecting, like all the, all the, the the funnels and the the lead capture and all that stuff, the whole point of that stuff is to get more people to talk to, mm-hmm. right? We're not trying to avoid talking to people. We are trying to get more people to talk to, and you just go at them a slightly different way. Um, you show up at the doorstep, which is, you know it works, right? Like yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. it's been somewhat successful.
0: Right. Right. And and they know who you are at a minimum and you're getting out of your comfort zone and, and it's all good. So what else can you tell us, man? Like, you know, how have you gone from never listing a house two years ago to being an icon agent, both full years, you know, with our brokerage, um, you know, what else can you share with everybody?
1: Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is just keeping your head down and doing the work. Um, if you don't know something, be willing to humble yourself and be the dumbest person in the room. Uh, which I am most of the time, and I'm thankful for that because that's when I learn the most. Uh, But honestly, I mean, I think it was just, I know we're talking about these agents that are thinking about leaving a team or maybe going on their own, that kind of thing. Um, I think the biggest thing is just doubling down and being confident in what you already know and being able to just build on that. So, uh, you know, I know I said I came in with a, uh, a newbies mindset, which I did, but I still had a lot of experience. And so, uh, not being scared to not being scared to take the leap if it's going to get you to where you want to go. Um, you know, I think it's really important to, you know, we talk a lot about writing down goals and, um, there's, you know, manifesting what you want. And, and I thought all that stuff was, you know, kind of, I don't know, kooky for a while. I'm like, Oh, writing down goals. Yeah, sure. We do that. And, expressing to people and to yourself what you want. Okay, that might work, I don't know. But I think there's something really to that if you actually really believe what you want to happen, as long as you're willing to put in the work and keep your head down and do the little things that get you to where you want to go. You can't just sit on your ass and say, I want a million dollars. But you say, I want to make a million dollars this year. I'm already doing this. I've already made this much this year or last year. Okay, now I just got to fine tune and build upon the things that I've already done and do it at a really high level. And that I think has been the key for me to be able to double my income my first year at EXP, to be able to hit icon status my first year at EXP, to be able to, I was saving for a house for five years, but I could never get over the hump because I was just never making the mm. extra money I needed to get what, the house I want that we wanted. And then within seven months of joining EXP, I was like, oh my gosh, this is what happens when you're not giving away all of your money and you're actually doubling down on the things that you know. Hey, we bought a house, we doubled our income, we achieved these things. And and I'm not like, I'm not the guy that is, I don't care about the trophies, I don't care about the accolades, that doesn't matter to me. But the fact that I can look back and be like, we dominated those goals that we had just in the first year of making this change and it never would have happened unless I got off my ass and decided that I was going to do something different. And I was done doing things the same way that I'd done for seven years.
0: Oh, dude, that's so great. That's so great. And I mean, congrats on buying the house. That's incredible. Um, and is it true that you sold fewer homes your first year with, with us than you did your last year of your team, but you made twice as much? Is that right? 100%. That's, that's crazy. But that's the shit we're talking about. Like, you guys have to be on top of your numbers here. Jeff's, Jeff worked less and made twice as much because he decided to make a bold move and put his ass in a different seat. He put himself in a different seat with a different vehicle and a different business model. He worked less, made twice as much. And doesn't that just light your ass on fire, Jeff, where you're like, okay, like, let's do it again this next year. And
1: Dude, yeah, I'm like, and, I'm so jacked. Like, I'm, I'm just always so excited. I... Um, you know, my goal was never to to start a team. That was never my goal. Um, I don't go out and recruit people. That's just not who I am. But what I've learned is that by doing what I do, I've been attracting people. And so if I attract people, those are the people that I want yes. to be associated with me. And <clears throat> I just love helping other people win. And so having this group of, uh, of agents that have, you know come and wanted to join forces with me, has just been so motivating and so exciting because I get to just pour in like all the things that I know and my excitement into them and like see them win and then that's exciting for me. And I'm like, okay, well, what, what more can I do to help you do more? And then anyway, so it's just been this like really cool, like, I don't know if like, I don't know if ecosystem is the right word, but it's like this ecosystem has been created where it's like, I help you, you help me, Dustin, you help me when I need something. And it's just like this whole like, It's just just badass. I mean, it's just such a cool place to be in in my business right now. And this is what I keep telling the people that have joined with me is that like you can have this too, you know, like this isn't just like a me thing or a, you know, a top producer thing. It's like you just put the time and the effort in to get what you want and believe that it's going to happen. When you see the guy in the Ferrari pull up next to you, like you said, Dustin, it's not like, oh, I wish I could have that. It's like, okay, that guy got it. What do I need? I can do it too. I just got to figure out what to do to get to that point. And uh, I think that's just been so true with with this business. And I've just been so excited the trajectory that I've been making since I took, since I made the switch to come in on my own from a team, solo agent, super scary, not knowing what the hell I'm doing to like having it all fall into place and be like, oh, I actually do know what I'm doing. I just need to freaking do it.
0: And building your own team now, it's incredible. Like now you're leading and building your own team. So how, how important has training, mentorship, going to events, going to masterminds, you know, just like being around others that are winning at higher levels. How, how has that factored in to, to what you've been building and how fast you've been doing it?
1: It's everything. Like it, it literally is everything. Like I am so thankful that I get to be in the same room with people like you or these people like Clayton gets or, um, John Madsen, like just to be associated with like these top level, like big, like, I don't know, just mindset. Ballers. Like, Ballers. Like, what are, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. So, so we went to Arizona on a family vacation this last week and I woke up at like five one morning, couldn't go back to sleep. So this place we were staying at was, was epic. It's called the McCormick. If you go to Scottsdale, you should stay there, but it's on a lake. And so I got up, got a cup of coffee, got my laptop, and I just was sitting out there like looking at this lake. And I was, me and my wife, we've talked about potentially buying something in Arizona at some point. That's one of our goals. And so I just like pull up Zillow and I'm looking at Zillow and I'm like, oh, hey, this one's 600,000. Oh, this house just on the outskirts of Scottsdale is 400,000. And I just had this like thought where I was like, all of these things that I want are attainable. Like, I just have to figure out a way to make it happen. And it was just like, I don't know, I just had like this epiphany, and I just was like so jacked thinking like all of these things that I want I can have. I just have to do it and put the time and the effort in to make it happen. And it was just really exciting. It was just like this, and and I give credit to being around all these big thinkers and like really strong mindset. Uh um you know, abundant mindset people that have poured into me that I've been able to follow and say, well shit, like if they can have it, I can have it. I just got to make it happen. So let's do it. And that's it. I mean, one, one of our goals that by before the end of this year is to get a house in Arizona, like me and my wife just like decided that we're going to do it. Nice.
0: So, single uh, family or a condo? Probably a single family. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Dude, it, you, you plug in to all the, the resources available to you. And then you, you actually do the stuff. So I mean, that's, that's on you, man, like you, that's 100% on you. Um, you made the decision to put yourself in this ecosystem in this environment. And and you've just done awesome. And it's, it's super cool to watch. So I appreciate you coming on to share your journey and share, you know, how you've been able to leave the team, go solo and now start your own. I know you probably won't do this yourself. So I'll do it for you. But Jeff's building a team that isn't necessarily limited to just grants pass Oregon. Like you, you can partner with Jeff anywhere in North America and in 20 different countries. Um, you can partner with Jeff. So reach out to Jeff, his contact info will be in the show notes and, you know, just ask, like if you want Jeff as a mentor partner with him, like you probably couldn't hire him. He's busy. He's, he's selling shit, but partner with him and you'll have him as a mentor. And me too. Thanks,
1: thanks yeah. I, I appreciate that. I I would love the shit out of the opportunity to partner with with anybody. I just it motivates me and I feel like I have a lot to a lot of value to to share. So um, Absolutely. Yeah, whatever I can do to help, I'm here.
0: Love it. Jeff, dude, thanks so much for coming on. Um we got to do the rapid fire questions real quick. We we got to do that. I'd rather like, do it. it wouldn't be fair to you to not. And then we'll give you a chance to let everyone know how to connect with you. Offline. Actually it's online. It's all online, but you know, you know what I mean. <clears throat> I know all right, dude. Rapid fire either or Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. Instagram or TikTok? Instagram. I'm gonna I'm gonna call an audible here. Instagram or podcasts? Podcasts. Interesting. Okay. Um, podcasts or audiobooks? Podcasts. Rental property or flipping?
1: Rental property.
0: My man. Burgers or pizza? Pizza. Um, Dutch Bros or Starbucks?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dutch Bros.
0: (laughs) Uh, New York or LA?
1: Oh, God. Um, New York. I've never been to New York.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah, we got to change that. We got to change that. New York City is amazing. NFL or NBA?
1: Frick. Uh, NFL.
0: Um, football or baseball? Baseball. Oh, you're a baseball guy. Okay. Mountains or beach? Mm. Beach. Podcasts or vlogs? Podcast. YouTube or Facebook Live? YouTube or Facebook
1: Live? Uh, Facebook.
0: Rich dad, poor dad, or millionaire real estate agent?
1: Rich dad, poor dad.
0: Uber or Lyft? Lyft. And Gary Vee or Grant Cardone? Gary V. There you go. Jeff, where can people connect with you, man? Where can they, where can they, uh, follow you and see what you're up to and learn from you?
1: Yeah. So I'm most active on Instagram. It's @jeffwest_southernoregon. Jeff West underscore Southern Oregon. And then, uh, Facebook is Jeff West dot Southern Oregon. Um, but yeah, I've been trying to kill it as much as I can with these reels on Instagram and uh get some get some motive uh get some what am I trying to say? Get some uh speed Exposure. behind me in that. So Yeah.
0: So okay, real quick, like how have your reels been doing? Like have you noticed that you're you're reaching new people with uh with doing reels? Dude, it's been crazy. Uh, yeah. The
1: it, it's I mean, I say it's it's more than ten X. I don't know what the amount of reach is, but it's a lot. And I realize that with reels, guys, like at first, they're scary but and like weird. But, uh, dude, it's just about making a fool of yourself and providing value. That's what I found at the same time. So it's like it's fun. And then it's fun and it's like addicting.
0: <laughs> yeah, we all overthink it. We, yeah. we all overthink it. But it's awesome. Good for awesome. you, man. I, I see your stuff. I watch your reels. It's cool. It, 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 and it's cool to see other society members doing their reels where – two weeks ago that they were scared to death of even doing video. And now they're doing hilarious reels that are getting 10, 20, 30,000 views. It's just, it's freaking awesome. It's awesome watching people do the shit. And you're one of those people, Jeff. So congratulations. Um, you know, proud to, proud to have you on the team and, and learn from you because you are, you're definitely, uh, becoming a leader for others. So appreciate you coming on the show, my friend.
1: Hey, thanks. I really appreciate the opportunity.
0: Absolutely. I really hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope you took notes and please implement the stuff that you learned and the stuff you were inspired to do. It's not necessarily new things that you learned that, uh, that you need to do. Maybe you were just inspired to do something that you've been meaning to do and haven't something you've put on the back burner for far too long that now you've just been inspired to do. That's your subconscious mind saying, go do that shit. So do that shit now, and you can start getting results as well. Um, Jeff, thanks for coming on the show, my friend, for you guys who are really trying to figure out how to level up, how to go from point A to point B, go from 20 homes sold to 50, go to, from 50 homes sold to hundred, or maybe you're just trying to double or triple your income without necessarily selling more homes. Hmm, you're my type of people. You're asking the right questions and doing the right thing if that's the case. But you guys, what got you here is not what's going to get you there. OK, so a lot of you for your CRM or, you know, your lead follow up, your uh, database management, you're just using freaking Excel spreadsheets or some of you guys use a notepad. All right. Cool. Awesome. Better than nothing, huh, I guess. But the real pros in this industry, those that are growing super fast, that have very highly profitable, fast growing, dominant businesses, real estate agent businesses, they're all using the same tools for the, for the most part, any high producer that you talk to any independent brokerage or team leader, they all use follow-up boss. Follow-up boss is a tool that is built for scaling your real estate business. So whether you're a brand new agent or you're somebody who's selling a bunch as a solo agent, and you're trying to build a sales team, you guys need to check out follow-up boss. Follow-up boss is a great partner of our show. They are a sponsor of the massive agent podcast. And because of that, they are, they're hooking you guys up. Okay. Follow-up boss is hooking you up with a 30 day free trial, no credit card required. So you can get started with a 30 day trial. You don't even have to put in your card. If you decide after the 30 days that you're like, holy shit, this kicks ass, which spoiler alert, it does. But if you decide that, when you decide that, then you give them your then you give them billing information, all right? But not now. So all you need to do to take them up on this is go to massiveagentpodcast.com follow up boss. slash follow up boss. Get started, 30 day free trial. Implement, take action, do, watch their tutorials, get, you know, really dive into their drip campaigns and listen to last week's show with Ricardo Bueno. Amazing tutorial on how to use follow up boss. What to say, when to say it, how to use the the drips and everything. It's a tutorial on how to use it. So get the free trial, use the thing, send me a message and let me know how it goes. Because uh, I kind of spoiler alert, I kind of already know, but I want to know what it's done for you. I love hearing those stories, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you um, that you go over to the Massive Agent Society website and and jump in, guys. It, I'm so proud of this coaching program and I'm so confident. That it gets results it's not just going to get you leads it's not just going to get you another listing it's going to build you and mold you and guide you to become a highly confident highly effective social media content creator listing agent buyer's agent father wife uh you name it it's absolutely it's absolutely incredible the impact that we're making, and I want you to be a part of it, and I'd invite you to come join us. So come join the Massive Agent Society. Try it out. If, if after diving in and you follow all the steps and everything, if you're like, this is horseshit, if you wouldn't jump into a frozen lake to keep your membership after 30 days, we'll give you your money back. So no risk. You're going to get all the training, get all, get all the information. We'll teach you how to reprogram your, your mindset. And if, it's, if you're still not stoked, we'll just give you your money back nothing to lose, no risk. So all you have to do is go to the society website and try it out. I I, I hate that. I hate try it out. No, you don't want to try it out. You want to jump in with both feet, commit and do it. Those that actually do it and aren't just trying and dipping their foot in, they have massively successful businesses, massively quick results. You can, you can as well. And I challenge you to go do it and see what you're made of. Guys, I'll see you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with somebody within the industry. Share it with a team leader, a, uh, an agent partner, your broker, somebody, you know, just another agent you're connected with on social. Share it with them if you found value from this. And make sure you go connect with Jeff. All of his... My headphones are stuck here on my leg. All of his contact info is over in the show notes. So please go over there and uh, and connect with Jeff. And you know, if you want to join with partner with him, join his team, or just ask him a question, he's there. He's there. He's super cool dude and very knowledgeable as well. Guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on the Massive Agent Podcast. Take care.